welcome to Jan U, the show that blends the world of the jock and the nerd, building new jerds every day. I'm your host, Jay Kristen, and on this episode, we are going to talk some basketball. I'm going to break down the difference between a scorer and a pure scorer. Also, we're going to talk some of my favorite scorers, past and present. Also, to wrap it up, going to be a segment that I like to call let's take it to the deck and we're just going to get to know each other in a fun cool way all right let's get it all right so let me start off by giving you why I came up with this particular topic uh in so many conversations that I have with my friends uh basketball heads uh, casual fans and you know the regular barbershop talk um i always find that there's a blurred line between a scorer in the game and a pure scorer in the game and because there's so many you know players that people like and don't like and things like that and who's the better player and who's not it all gets mixed up and and instead of placed in its particular um, under under its correct microscope so we can talk about it. So what I mean is we're not talking about who's a better player or who's a greater player. We're talking about strictly scoring. All right. So let me start off with the definition of a scorer. My definition of a scorer is someone who knows how to put points on the board. They do it well. They do it better than most. But they don't do it in a variety of ways. For example. Uh, guys that I can think of that were hella scorers were Shaquille O'Neal, Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, and James Harden. Um, those are names I can think of. Even Kareem, who's, we all know how great Kareem was. He's in a GOAT conversation, you know, as far as greatest player. But we're just talking about scoring right now. Um, so those guys were just, they were great scorers. You know, those guys could fill up the score sheet. But they weren't doing it in a vast variety of ways. Okay? Now, here's the definition of a pure scorer. A pure scorer is someone who can score on all levels of scoring the basketball. From the paint to mid-range to the three. And in different kinds of ways. Face-ups, drive-bys, etc., etc. Every way that you can think of that you can score a basketball, a pure scorer can do it efficiently. Not on occasion. They do it efficiently. So anywhere they catch the ball on the court, they are a threat wherever they are. That is a pure scorer. Um, some of the guys that I can think of, these and these guys are, in my opinion, the best to, to do it as far as Pure scores. They're not the only ones. They, these are the ones that I can think of, uh, we're going to talk about today uh, that I'm bringing up today. It's Carmelo Anthony, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant. Those are three flat out pure scorers. There is nowhere on the court that they cannot efficiently score the ball. Even when they didn't have the ball, they were still a threat to get open and score and things like that. So. Those guys are pure, pure scorers, okay? 
All right, so I'm gonna break it down in the numbers, and then I'm a we're gonna talk about the eye test, okay? So what I'm gonna do, we're gonna talk about two. We're not gonna talk about all of those guys that I mentioned. I'm just gonna put two side by side. We're gonna put Carmelo Anthony, a pure scorer, next to James Harden, who I hear a lot of people give the argument how uh, he's such a, a great, uh, one of the best scorers all time. Numbers wise, he is, but we'll, we're going to talk about that. Um, and so it's going to be Carmelo Anthony and James and James Harden side by side. Pure score, first score. Carmelo Anthony, pure score. James Harden, score. OK. So. Um, if you go on to. Statmuse.com, you can get all this information. Um, and if you want to even look up some other stats, you can go to basketballreference.com good websites to go to for all my basketball heads and stat heads okay so what we'll do is so we're going to compare james harden's mvp season to carmelo's um best scoring season okay so james harden's mvp season he shot 1449 shots okay only 130 of those shots were mid-range what I mean by mid-range means inside the three to just outside the paint. Okay, that's only 130 out of 1,449 shots. Okay, he shot 722 threes. Okay, so he averaged 30 points a game that that season, 30.4 to be exact. But we'll, for argument's sake, we'll say 30 points a game. Okay. At 30 points a game, he was literally only shooting two types of shots, either a three or a layup or a dunk. OK, now he did shoot at a at 44 percent, 45 percent. For that season. Uh, but again, it's. He wasn't beating you in a whole bunch of ways. Now, he's he's a hell of a basketball player. Again, we're not talking about who's a better basketball player in the whole in the grand scheme of this conversation. We're talking about strictly scoring. OK, so when James Harden gets the ball and he gets inside of that three point line, you're not worried about him shooting or pulling up or doing anything as far as scoring. In the mid range area. It's just that's just not what you're worried about. You're worried about his threes, that he shoots well, and him his drives to the basket that he was finishing. Now we also have to take into account that at that that uh, particular season, and we all know how James Harden, the way he gets fouled, there are a lot of as far as the percentages go, they're they're a little different when it comes to people that get fouled that much. You know, for example, if he shoots a shot gets fouled if he goes to the basket 10 times and gets fouled 10 times and he makes two he's two for two even though he missed eight okay so but that's that's in here there my point is him as a scorer at 30 points a game on paper you look you look at it like wow and i'm not even talking about uh he averaged about 11 points a game on the line Okay, so that 
isn't a pure scorer. You're not worried about James Harden off the ball. You're not worried about his mid-range. And you're not worried about uh, anything other than stopping him from driving or shooting a three. That's not a pure scorer. Again, he is dangerous. But that is not a pure scorer. He's a hell of a scorer. But he's not a pure scorer. Okay? So, you know, we're talking about or 722 shots with threes of 1400 that's 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 a, a crazy amount of threes and at that particular season he was leading the lead in three-point attempts so his scoring variety wasn't much okay so now we look at carmelo okay now hit again keep your, keep your pens and papers close by carmelo who averaged 29 points a game, 28.7 to be exact. That's one point less than James Harden's MVP season. Right? This particular season, Carmelo shot 1,489 shots. Okay? Out of the 1,489 shots, 582 were mid-range. And in those mid-range shots, he shot in those areas of the floor, left wing, right wing, corner, et cetera, et cetera. He shot the majority of the time above the league average of the spot on the floor. For example, if the league average is 35% from the mid-range elbow, Carmelo shot 40%. Or 41%. In James Harden's case, even in the little bit of shots that he took, mid-range, he shot under the league average of those spots on the floor. Even his threes in the spots on the floor were at or below the league average. Okay? So, now we got Carmelo shooting 582 of his 1,489 shots were mid-range. Efficient mid-range. He shot 44% in those mid-range shots. 44. Okay? So, and let's understand, Carmelo, we all know how, how, how you know, Carmelo's jab step, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, he also only shot 414 threes at a 38% clip. Now, percentage-wise, um, James Harden and Carmelo were, were only a 1% difference in, in three-point percentage. But, James Harden shot 108 more threes. I'm sorry, 308 more threes than Carmelo. He made 108 more but he shot three times as much. So you have to, and with Carmelo, when you look at, again, all you have to do is look this up. Look at their shot charts. And when you look at the shot charts of that season, you have a bunch of circles and X's all around the three-point line 
for James Harden and a bunch inside the paint. Very, very, very few between the paint and the three-point line. You look at Carmelo's shot chart, it looks like a it, it looks like a smorgasbord of shots. There are X's and O's all over the court. Because there was nowhere that Carmelo Anthony couldn't score. The definition of a pure scorer. Michael Jordan was the same way. KD is the same way. There is nowhere on the court that those guys couldn't put the ball in the basket. Efficiently. Okay? Alright, so those are the numbers. Okay? Now we're going to go to the eye test. Alright? Now... Everybody laughs at, you know, Carmelo holding his leg up and jabbing and stuff like that. You know, you know, Carmelo is 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 one of the best to do it. So however he does it, he does it. OK, so. We look at Carmelo's game and we look at. James Harden's game, this is the eye test, this is things that you can't put on paper. OK, now. When Carmelo gets the ball and faces up. Especially prime Carmelo, we're not talking about. You know the older Carmelo now. We're talking about prime. That's why we're talking about these guys' best season. Um, Carmelo could blow by you. He could shoot over you. He could stop and pop. He can post you up. He didn't do this. wasn't his style of game, but he also could get open and catch and shoot. So these are things that Carmelo was a threat. Now, when you watch Carmelo Anthony, if he's on the block, he can hit the turnaround. He can finesse you. He can finger roll. He can also bully ball you back down to the court. So even on the post, it was a whole different, uh, it, it gave a whole different uh, uh, buffet of scoring that guys had to deal with. It wasn't just, I, I just got to worry about his turnaround. Nah. He could turn around, he bully you to the basket, however way you could, any way you could score on a block, he could do it. Michael Jordan was the same way, and KD was the same way. I think Carmelo, on a, as far as his variety of post um, things he could do, he was a little better than the other two, but that doesn't mean the other two weren't problems on the block. Okay? So, James Harden, you will never see on a block. James Harden, you will never see um, getting to the mid-range and stopping and popping. It's not going to happen. Because that's just not what he does. That doesn't mean he's not a good scorer. He's a really good scorer. He's just not a pure scorer. There aren't many guys who play this game that are pure scorers. They are. There's more than the three that I mentioned. But there aren't that many. There are a whole boatload of scorers, though. So understand the difference between a scorer and a pure scorer. That is the difference. These two guys, I just explained to you, eye test and via the numbers that you can look up yourself. What's the difference? Between those two guys, one can score anyway, the other one can score in a limited amount of ways, even though they're on paper, it looks like 
you know, James Harden, you know, he scores more points. But he doesn't score in more ways. So when you're a defense, who's the bigger problem that you have to worry about? The guy that scores 30, but he only really scores it in two or three ways. Or the other guy that scores 29 and can score in any way. I'd say the biggest threat is the guy who can score anyway, but he scores a point less than that other guy. And that's Carmelo Anthony. Again, we're not saying who's a better player. We're not saying who's a better player. I can't stress that anymore. We're talking about strictly scoring. And Carmelo Anthony is one of the best to do it. KD is one of the best to do it. Michael Jordan is one of the best to do it. Kobe Bryant is one of the best to do it. Those guys can score any way, any way, any way on the court. Guys like Steph, guys like Allen Iverson, even Shaquille O'Neal. Those guys were problems. Are problems. Some of them still playing. But their variety of scoring is not even close to those, to the Carmelos and the Kevin Durants and the Michael Jordans and the Kobe's of the world. Not even close. Your goal as a defender is this guy, he can score. But I need to stop the two ways he can score the best I can. And that's all you have to worry about. If you slow that down, you win. With those other guys, ooh, you, you slow down Carmelo's three, he's beating you on a block. You slow down his block, he's beating you on a three. You slow down both, he's beating you mid-range. Same thing with Michael, Kobe, KD. You got to figure out which way that you can try to slow them down. Because... Anytime when you take one away, they have another one to give you. When you take that one away, they got another one to give you. And again, the eye, the numbers show that. Now the eye test also shows KD can face up, dribble, pull up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's not just him standing there shooting. He scores in every way you can get a mid-range shot up. He can, and and Carmelo scores in every way you can get a mid-range shot up, whether it be stop and pop whether it be a dribble by, whether it be a step back, whatever. You know, because every, every, every shot has different ways that you can do it. You know, it's not just standing there and shooting. You know, all, all the basketball heads understand that. And the pure scorers score every possible way. That is the difference between a scorer and a pure scorer. Pure scorer. No way they can't score efficiently. A scorer can, knows how to put points on the board, but only do it in a, in a handful of ways. That is the definition of a pure scorer and a scorer. All right. Now, next thing we'll talk about is some of the, my favorite scorers and pure scorers that I used to grow up watching. Um... I was a little biased because I like power over finesse, but I do respect the game of the finesse players. Trust me. Um, so one of my favorite guys to watch was Dominique. Um, one of my favorite guys to watch was Shaquille O'Neal. 
Um, and of course, you know, growing up, this is one of the finesse guys was Michael Jordan. Uh, another one of my favorite guys was Mitch Richmond, who um, even Michael Jordan said, you know, he gave him problems on both ends of the floor. So, you know, Mitch Richmond was a guy that, you know, now that people really don't talk about, but he was he was a problem. But those are my guys. You know, Shaq was a freak of nature, physical, physical freak of nature. Um, even Le uh, LeBron James is actually one of my one of my favorite uh, scorers, too. Um, but his his game developed, you know, it wasn't, you know, he he, he became uh, a better scorer. His again, his game is not pretty. You know, Michael Jordan's game is pretty. Dominique's game wasn't pretty, you know, but they but it's sufficient. So, you know, that's 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 a whole nother. On the whole nother episode, a whole nother conversation. But those are the guys that I really grew up watching. Uh, Shaq, man, at a prime Shaq was unstoppable. Um, you know, and thing on topic of the pure score scorers, you know, Shaq, you know, you're not worried about Shaq, you know, facing you up and and giving you a a a, a one dribble pull up. You know, but Shaq was a walking bucket. Let's not get it twisted. He was one of the most dominant players to ever play the game. So we have to appreciate that. Again, a scorer, not a pure scorer. One of the best to do it. But not a pure score. Um, Iverson is one of the guys also that I used to like to watch. You know, I was never really a small, quick guy, but you know, he was one of the guys you kind of, you know, people like me, you know, kind of lived vicariously through. You know, like, ooh, if I could do that, man, that would be the move I do. You know, everybody wanted to do that Iverson crossover, that that hanging borderline carry. Um, say carry <laughs> crossover, but either way, it's Iverson was lethal. He was lethal, you know. But again, he's not he's not giving you any points on the block, you know. He's not, you know, uh, uh he wasn't a super threat on the three point line. But boy, he could he he knows how to put the ball in the basket, okay? Um, in the ways that he did, in the few ways that he did, so. We can't ever take that from any of these guys, okay? Um, you know, I like Steph, you know, but, you know, those are my guys. You know, Jack is, is up there. You know, Carmelo is one of my guys, too. Um, he, those guys, man, they, they're just great. Um, Michael Jordan, of course, you know, everybody wanted to do the, the circus shots, but, you know, a lot of times people forgot about how fundamentally sound Michael was because of the flash of his game. Uh, same with Kobe. You know, people look at the high-flying, the prime Kobe and the high-flying uh, Michael Jordan, but they don't realize how fundamentally sound these guys are and how hard they work. You know, you got to remember, you don't just wake up and you, you're doing those shots. You know, those are shots that they took hundreds of thousands of times so it's not just something that they decided they're going to do in that game you know it, it was a shot that they've taken you know 50 50,000 60,000 70,000 times in practice you know it's hard work that comes with hard work because those guys were pure scorers that takes hard work 
It takes hard work to play on that level regardless. But to be that dude, you know, it's not a matter of just um, being a guy who could put up shots. You know, anybody could put up shots. It's when you put up shots, how you put up shots, and how hard you're working, which is why I respected those guys uh, that I mentioned. You know, there's, you know, Shaq's thing was that he really didn't work out and things like that. So if you want to say, you know, you know, Shaq doesn't fall into the quote hardworking thing, then, you know, you, you may have an argument. But the truth of the matter is to be on that level, you can't just you're not going to just walk on that court and just be that. OK, um, even with his uh, physical gift, you know, you don't just walk out there and just do it. You know, even Shaq was a hard worked hard. Maybe some may say that he didn't work as hard as he should. That's a different conversation. But those guys are my favorite scorers that I used to watch. You know, they were fun, man. Shaq, a seven footer going coast to coast. Uh, Mitch Richmond was just a, he wasn't, he, he wasn't even really that athletic, but he, he'll catch you with a, a nasty dunk or he'll hit you with that, that mid range or you'll look up and he'll have a 30. And you're like, when, when did that happen? Because he's just, he's just finding ways to, to, to score in, in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, of course, you know, we all know how great Kobe was, uh, you know, and I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't a, a, a Kobe fan in the beginning. I became a Kobe fan in his later years, you know, because I, as I got older, I appreciated the fundamentals and his approach to the game uh more than i did when i was younger um one of my favorite things to watch to this day is uh his breakdown of film i love watching his breakdown of film um so you know it 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 shows that the reason why i became a fan is because of of those very things you know and and the way he became a great scorer was because of those very things that's another thing that you know, if, if you want to tell anyone coming up to do, that is watch film. Film is just as important, just as important as your time in the gym. It will slow down the game. It will let you understand what you're seeing. And it will also save your body. It'll cause you to do some things that physically are easier because you understand what's coming you know sometimes you make a shot harder or you make a move harder than you have to, than you do because you're just kind of going off pure instinct you know now instinct is part of the game but when you have uh film work under your belt you realize i don't have to go that hard with this because this guy is weak over here so i don't have to do the spin move i could just go right through him or I could just go right around them. You know, so those things matter when it comes to to being a great basketball player and, and in this case being great scorers. Um so those are my guys that I like watching growing up and even now um playing the game of basketball. My now my guy is Carmelo. My that's my guy. That's my guy. So 
if you want to say, ask me who my guy is now, it's definitely Carmelo Anthony. I'm a big LeBron James fan, but Carmelo Anthony is my guy. All right. So those are my guys. Favorite scorers coming up. Okay. Now we're going to do the segment I like to call. Let's take it to the deck. All right. We're going to get to know me. You guys are going to get to know me. Uh, and different kind of way. I hope I don't pick anything crazy. All right. So it's, uh, if you go to poddecks.com, you can get some, some cool decks, which is the deck that I'm pulling from. Um, I'm shuffling now. We're going to see what we pull out. And I can tell you, you know, whatever it is that this, this card, this deck asks. Okay. So shuffling the cards here and let's see what we got. All right. The card for today is comment on industry gossip. You know what my comment is on that? Take it with a grain of salt. Talk is talk. Industry gossip is just that gossip. Sometimes it's it's one of those things you gotta, you know, figure out yourself. You know, it's I'm not a really big fan of industry gossip. Um, whether it be, you know, general industry as far as pop culture or basketball industry whatever you know gossip is still gossip you know if you want to find out some things you got to figure it out yourself um you know you hear a lot of things um in different industries and on all of these gossip tv shows and podcasts and things like that and sometimes you know these people are just talking just to talk because that's the hot thing to talk you know hot takes suck so, you know, a lot of times gossip is all is just taking a hot take and running with it. You can't really give people and listeners good information when you just take a hot take and run with it, which is why. At 265 Media and here at Dan, you hot takes is not really something that we really deal with, you know. You know, because it leads to too many things. Now, we all, I, I myself, and and two sixty five media, we make sure that we give information. Like what I gave you today was facts. It wasn't. I gave you my opinion on things, but it's based on literal facts of the matter. You know, it's not. It's not a gossip. It's not. You know. Oh, I heard. Uh, nah, this is this is what it is. And this is the conclusion I've come to based on the facts that I have in front of you. And that's the only thing I, that, that you can do when it comes to industry gossip. A lot of times people are just running off of what they heard and 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 coming up with some stories and conclusions that when in the age of social media, when shared enough time becomes a fact of the matter, when the truth is it's not. You know, there's a difference between facts and truth. You know, facts are things that are undeniable. Truth change with the wind. A blind person's truth is that when the light goes on, they can't, it's, it's still dark. 
But the fact is that when the light goes on, it gets brighter in the room. So that's the difference between fact and truth. And when, when it comes to industry gossip, they blur those lines big time. Fun to listen to. You know, if you like that kind of stuff, fun to listen to. But hey, it's not really my thing. You know, I like to try to find out stuff for myself. You know, sometimes, you know, the hot takes and things like that that go on in the industry and pop culture and things like that. I try to find out what it is about. And I try to find out information first before I even come to the, my own personal conclusion of whatever it is that's going on. Um, when you move like that, you save yourself, you know, from putting your foot in your mouth, you know, so, and when you're wrong, you know, admit that you're wrong. So that's, that's how I feel about industry gossip. All right. So that's, that's the take it to the deck segment and, you know, let's wrap it up. Okay. That is all for this episode of Jocks and Nerds United. Hopefully you come out with a new take on a pure scorer and a scorer. Uh, you know, we I got to give you a little peek in my head on what I thought about industry gossip, you know, from the take it to the deck segment. You know, I gave you a little piece of, of you know, some of my favorite scorers. So, you know, let's let's do this next time. Jackson Nerds United here to blend the lines of the jock and the nerd creating new jerds every day. I'm your host, Jay Kristen. I'm out. Hit that follow button. Peace.